You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 at 99.9 FM. It's that time for our segment of DePietro Debate. With me is one of my siblings, happens to be a uh, columnist for the Sun Chronicle, Donna Perry. And um, let's actually start off, DJ, on a... um, It'll actually feel nice to talk about something that's not so much uh, pandemic-related. But I'd like to get your thoughts on where you think right now the Biden campaign is as far as a VP choice. Uh, What do you think of this strategy right now, which he's really continued to be underground. And at the same time, he is, he is, what what do you think of his efforts to come forward that we saw him on, on morning Joe and try to explain away this accuser terror read? Yeah. And very good to be with you. um, JD. I, I think what has happened is, it's really almost like he has two opponents. You know, he has Trump and he has the virus. Um, and obviously we have now seen this uh, episode and, and looking into the Tara Reid situation. And so, you know, he's been coming off this thing where there's no energy around his campaign uh, in a very natural way, as we have, have talked about in, in other kind of cycles. Um, I thought that when he sat, you know, that interview with Mika, um, I think people gave her credit that she was tougher than maybe people thought she might, because that show is certainly um, no friend of the president. Um, You know, I think he's kind of drawn himself into another box, though, here, J.D., because he's it's now turned a little bit into this like this paper chase. What what are these issues of his reports are in the National Archives, University of Delaware, um, what is going to be unearthed there, um, whether his folks know there is no formal complaint, but then that some people are thinking that's not really true. So, you know, I, I think for a guy that needs to project something bigger at this is a very big moment for the United States with when you have a national emergency, um, I just think like the way they've handled this it's it's sloppy, and I think we can you can predict it's going to open up. Things are going to keep coming out. Whether that I don't think that's going to end his campaign, by the way, but I think that none of this gets him to have a moment to talk about um, what is the largest number one issue for the country, and that is how you know what leadership can take us out of this nightmare. What do you think of um, the fact that? You know, in this situation with Joe Biden, former Vice President Biden and Tara Reid, on the one hand, I mean, the guy was the vice president and he was vetted. And you, you do start to wonder how come this didn't come out earlier? No, we haven't heard from her 
she was supposedly, I found right. out she was also supposed to do an interview with Don Lemon, canceled that. Supposed to do an interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, canceled that. She told Don, Don Lemon claimed on CNN, she said she's still trying to find other people to back up what she said. But part of this comes out to, do you think the larger issue is when Judge Kavanaugh had these claims against yep. him from that Blasey Ford, there was Biden and others leading the charge saying, believe women. And now you have a situation where basically Biden is saying, believe women, just don't believe that woman. Well, the other thing, exactly what I, I mean, the hypocrisy in all this is, and uh, I, I feel the Me Too movement it will be wounded by their very tepid, you know, um, to a large degree, except there's a few people who've stepped out on it. I think Believe Women, uh, in his hands in that interview, they very cagely switched it to, well, women should be heard, but then it has to be vetted, which, by the way, I think is actually um, the fairest and, you know, the most accurate way to describe it. But that's not what was being shouted by a lot of people during Kavanaugh. Um, and even, you know, we've had senators like, where's the Cory Booker who ran around very loudly, I thought, you know, um, back during the Kavanaugh thing and saying you have to believe women first and foremost. So uh, I noted that Biden, you know, they he looked they were it was so coached in that interview. Uh, they did that for uh, several purposes, J.D. You and I know how at the national media level that they now feel, boom, we did that they wanted that to be the definitive TV interview, right. you know, like this is Mika being very tough yep. and she's viewed as a television feminist and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then the New York times, which claims, you know, they did the definitive investigative thing. I'm not sure people believe that. So, you know, they, they have these things and that's the oldest playbook in the world. It was already investigated. You know, and there's nothing more to add. And and that so they they thought they were going to stick behind those talking points. I'm not sure they were really um, expecting the a 30 minute or 27 minute, uh, I would say, grilling by Mika the, in that interview. So I think and then, you know, I'm not saying he got kind of tripped up, but I think. The issue of the documents and they're in his archives, his national papers, uh, apparently that the university said, well, no, no, actually, we've resealed them conveniently till 2021. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I think a couple things. I think if it is revealed that she had lodged a complaint, um, of course, this is the 80s and it wasn't, uh, you know, maybe and records weren't electronic, maybe from office by office in the way we would expect today. Um, so whether or, or whether J.D., we don't know, was something filed and it just vanished, you know, that that's going to that that could be something that would make his campaign have to do a lot of. Uh, explaining and answering, but I'm not sure. I don't see that the national media has a real uh, intention to pursue that. It's interesting how, uh, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Shonda Petro. With me is uh, my sister, Donna Perry, happens to be a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. Uh, what's interesting is now, I mean, you have experience working in Washington. Now it seems so outdated are you surprised to hear that according to her tara reed because she raised an issue they basically froze her out and told her to find a new job i mean to, that seems my god today that that certainly uh you'd like to think that wouldn't be the case but are you are you surprised that back at that time if we to believe her that that's right. basically how they handled it I'm really not that surprised. Um, he, he was a very high-ranking, prominent senator. Um, and in the world of Capitol Hill, the senators are, you know, really treated at high, high on the mountain, um, really more than the reps. Um, I mean, he was a very prominent guy. I don't think she had been, she was not, you know, a long insider with them from what the, you know, the information we get. Um she hadn't been there that long or whatever that means. And she didn't, you know, I don't know what her rank or, you know, job was she a legislative aide. There's always, you know, tons of them. Um, so it was unclear um, how, you know, high up she was, but I would not be at all surprised 
that if she spoke about this with a chief of staff protecting a guy of his stature, we have to remember back in at that point, I mean, Biden went on to be the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, which right. really controls <laughs> how U.S. foreign policy is run. And uh, he was very always high up in the armed, for, armed forces committees and they might have changed the name now, but, um, you know, and so he was just like really prominent and remember he ran for, and they knew JD, if you think back, he ran for president several times yes. in, more, in those other decades. So, you know, people who are, uh, the real political operatives with a guy like that, I'm sure they kind of knew they were tossing around when was he going to run? And, and, you know, I, can't really match up the years as I think back. But so I think all those kinds of things play into it. And I think um, she was um, kind of in their eyes, probably a nobody. And it was just saying like, oh, you know, okay, this girl is like called a little bit, you know, let's just kind of get rid of her. That would not surprise me at all. And finally, Amika, how do you think she did? I mean, I'll give her credit. As she kept hammering away at the at the Delaware situation, at first I was thinking, okay, he's already answered that, but it's almost as if she knew she had something there and that's why she kept hammering away at him. Now, again, it, you know, it didn't end the campaign the next day, which some people might expect, but there's definitely something there that leaves the, I think further the story. I agree. I, I think it absolutely left the impression that there is some inconsistency about his papers, what is in the papers, where they're stored, uh, the idea that they, you know, this can't be revealed until, you know, next year. And she absolutely seemed almost like agitated. uh, And yet she was walking that fine line, JD, you know what I mean? Like, I think she was their personal advocacy would be for someone to defeat Trump. I mean, let's just say it. Let's just face it. You know, her and, and you know, um, Joe, they basically, that's what they project every single morning. So she was walking that line of, you know, am I going to be the one to spill something open? Wh- whether she knew or she knows of reporting that is trying to find that there was a complaint somewhere and it exists. But as I say, you know, when things were not always electronically kept, um, could a physical document vanish? Sure. Yes. So, yeah. and, and I think she was just trying to also walk that line. I'll just finish with this to, um, her own role as a female and supportive of the me too movement. I think she was very conscious of that backdrop of, Oh, well, I want to look like, I'm, you know, I'm really uh, doing the tough interview here. So, yeah. Folks, again, uh, coming up, we are going to talk about the big Boston protests yesterday. Also, uh, President Trump is seeing his numbers go up. A friend of ours has left the Providence Journal. Rhode Island reopening. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega truck and trailer appear. FHWA inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer appear. Call them, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel 
certified soft wash. Let's get rid of that algae, mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash Folks, it's Sean DePietro. Our segment is DePietro Debate with me, one of my siblings, Donna Perry. Let's talk. Uh, start off uh, this segment, DJ, with, uh, boy, that was a big crowd yesterday in Boston. And yep. some of the arguments um, where you had people basically saying, you know, this is enough. You have to start to reopen things. The media showed people that they consider, think how brazen it is now, how things have changed. You're considered like brazen and law, not law-abiding because uh, Governor Baker is setting in the whole mandatory mask. Um, what do you think of the coverage of it? And what did you think of the basic message of the protesters yesterday on uh, Beacon Hill? Well, I, I think this was a preview of what's to come. And it's only going to get bigger and louder. Um, because I think you have a couple of things you know, going on here where the divide is becoming a little more crystallized. You know, You have the side of people who feel that there's been some aspects of the response, especially by governors that have been an overreach. You have time not on their side as we're stretching into really the third month uh, as we get into through May and also with the warmer weather coming. So you have that divide of people. Economically, they're hurting worse by the week. And then you have... um, You know, I think you also then have this sense of these sort of self-appointed vigilantes who are going to, you know, have social distancing. Uh, They're taking that unto themselves and, you know, running around trying to report on people or scolding and all that. And I I just see this. I find this um, is going to be very troubling and play out in bigger ways as we get into the summer, J.D. And and again, I, I just think in a place like Mass where you had previously a very strong robust economy and it grinds to a halt um and i think that you here's what i think governors are also up against as we're a couple of months into this the public now has the benefit of a lot more education understanding reporting on the profile of a who is more likely to get this thing and and who probably is not and what that what i mean by that is you know, I think they feel that there has to be some middle ground and and they're looking for that because they're they're now a couple of months seeing that, unfortunately, um, people living in the confinement, let's say, of a nursing home elderly were obviously and I think in mass, they represent 50 percent of the fatalities. And then you see the obvious health issues, whether it's obesity and diabetes, that is obviously a big piece of this. So I think what's going to happen to the governors is they're up against the public is more now educated about the virus. And so they're not going to, they were really caught off in early March and flattened out. And um, I think there was a narrative and you hear this by a lot of, you know, whether you say in the papers, Boston Globe, national media, CNN, you know, and they have Sanjay Gupta where originally There was a sense given to people that everyone, everyone, everyone is equally endangered by getting the infection. And I think there's a growing sense of the public of, hey, wait a minute, that's actually not accurate. Right. Right. So I think 
you, again, you, you know, you're going to see people louder and more angry and, and they don't want to keep, keep being told that they have to hide in the den. That's just not going to work. You know, what's also uh, interesting, Donna Perry, is you also have the benefit of seeing states side by side. For instance, you know, Rhode Island is allowing golf courses to be open. Massachusetts is not, which led to some people from Mass coming to Rhode Island, actually getting arrested for golfing there. But you also get to watch other states. So people know people that in Florida, the, the beaches are open. In Georgia, they've lifted the, the restrictions. And as much as what I think the media needs to be more responsible on is they're sticking with this number of the number of cases and people testing positive went up again. But what does that mean? Does that, we watched right. Stephanopoulos tested positive. He had it. He didn't miss a day on Good Morning America. It, he had mild symptoms. I think it's it's people are figuring out it doesn't mean anything when it says that the, the numbers went up. Rhode Island, the number that that have died, 80 percent are in the nursing home. So this business of, you know, people didn't behave and the numbers went up and finish that. And what happened? Basically, right. nothing happened. Well, that's that's what I mean. You know, that the thing is, the media has not given context to the numbers. I've been saying this for the two and a half months watching all this. Um, they, they don't always give context. There is now more evidence that, frankly, most of us have probably maybe had it. Right. You know, that's actually probably very possible. So you could end up saying to maybe two thirds of America, 300 million, you know, 200 million people. It runs through you. And so I think that that's a great point. There is not that's where the media has really fallen down, that they run these kind of hysterical. The case count is very connected to the high test count. Right. And that is not connected to the mortality rate. And again, no one is trying to diminish the impact of the mortality rate. Um, but when you see the difference between like we say, I mean, if you have well over a million people in the U.S. have had it, and, and I know cases are climbing, whatever it is at this moment, it's in the high 60,000s, um, but that would certainly indicate a whole lot of people, and J.D., point and a point on that, that a whole lot of people never have to be hospitalized for it. So I think um, the, the media has not done a good job um, with this kind of not always giving context to it. Um, and which I think works against what, you know, this week, there are these higher projections coming out a bit, but then some people, even Dr. Fauci, I thought at least tried to water it. He just said, well, you're going to see these spikes. And when you see the spikes of a projection, maybe it'll be 90,000, a hundred thousand, um, deaths come out of it. Some of this is because those, um, the deaths that as they get reported, are coming after maybe weeks and weeks and weeks of people, unfortunately, you know, we're battling this in the hospital. Again, a lot of them are elderly and then it takes time. And then sadly the number comes out, let's say on May 15th, you know what I mean? So there's like a lag time. Um, so I, I don't think it should be a shock that that number comes out that way. And I think the media, the CNNs of the world, they do people a disservice and they have these like, you know, breaking news, hysterical banner headlines, and then they run it all day. I, I just think what's going to happen, J.D., is the public It certainly has virus fatigue yes. about all this. Um, and I don't think there's been enough information. Uh, and I do just want to say, when you talk about what we're seeing now, there really should be stronger guidelines projected from the CDC and governors. There has to be a distinction between people walking outside in fresh air, in warm air, whether they're in a backyard or they're teenagers together in a park or people on a beach. I'm sorry, that can't be the same risk of infection right. as people huddled inside a clustered room. And I, I think there's now more evidence that the, you know, seclusion thing is actually not good. Correct. That, like, right. So I think the idea you're chasing people on beaches in California if they don't have a mask on to walk near the ocean. Yeah. The people are just, that that is not giving context to what no. 
is goes on with this virus. Yeah. Folks, coming up, uh, we are going to talk about uh, good news for the Trump campaign. Again, also uh, an exit at the Providence Journal, the reopening Rhode Island. A lot more all coming up right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local AKA sleep-at-home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people. Go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's John DePietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation. But instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes of old movies, instead, clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Call them for a free estimate. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home. Do some spring cleaning. Use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement, from your attic, from your garage. Do some spring cleaning. Use this unique time. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. They'll come to your home. They will drop off a dumpster. You load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brothers Disposal today. Free estimate. 401-688-0517. Stop watching Netflix. Do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Free estimate. 401 401- 688-0517. It's Brother's Disposal. And let's get a dumpster in the driveway. It's John DePietro, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380. You can always go to the website and listen at DePietro.com. With me, our segment is DePietro Debate. She is a uh, columnist, feature writer for the Sun Chronicle, and it's Donna Perry. Well, the Trump campaign, anyone that doesn't think that they pay attention to the polls, they're, they're fooling themselves. And I hear that stuff all the time. The fact of the matter is the president and wisely, they do pay attention to the polls. And a lot of internal people for the Trump campaign went to the president and basically told him, you are hurting yourself by being part of these nightly briefings and the marathon. And you and I talked about it. And I did get some pushback and negative uh, email. But lo and behold, The president has stopped doing them. They do have the task force. They're doing everything they need to minus him each night for two hours. And his ratings have suddenly gone up and his approval ratings are nearing an all time (laughs) high. So your thought right now on where the Trump campaign is? Well, I think, um, as you've said, I think sometimes a little less of him does him a favor. Um, And I also think that 
uh, uh, the public is beginning to, I think, accept what he projects is sort of this idea that we have to find a middle ground in dealing with the situation. I think he projects that uh, quite clearly. And uh, I think there is now a sense, as I say, as we're getting to three months into this, that there's a sense that while the medical treatments are being advanced, and we know that they are, uh, the projections of, a, oh, you know, a vaccine will take two years. That's really not true. And we know that's on real rapid timelines. And I think there's a sense that we just have to, that he is projecting, that we have to learn to sort of live around the virus and safely uh, and all that that means. And J.D., I think the public is beginning to back that position. And that's why you're going to see, in my view, his numbers are going up. Uh, I think the campaign is kind of refound their footing in more recent days and weeks, in uh, certainly in days, and they're kind of projecting this thing of a safe, gradual reopening is kind of, you know, the way they pivoted to that, I think, is actually effective. Uh, and again, you know, we're now in our really two months into this. By June, it's three months into this. So I, I, I think him... He has, he does better when he's, you know, we stopped doing pot shots at the governors and different arguments they had in the height of it. Um, and I think that generally, I think you will see um, his numbers begin to go up again because people do feel this kind of reasonable middle ground approach um, where he is talking about helping Local businesses, you know, the yeah. economy and all that get back on its feet. I, I don't I think there's a lot of times in the national media, there's a tin air about understanding the damage and, and the suffering people have with this just complete halt to their own personal families, you know, budget and finances and everything else. So and not to mention their their kids, their education is mostly suspended remote learning is like, okay, that's a nice term, but that's not the same. So I think that uh, the more he projects, if he's careful with himself and projects this kind of middle ground of saying we can have um, safe, gradual reopenings. But when he says, and he does this repeatedly, John, like a talking point, but we've got to open up our country. I think, you know, he, he gains points right there because he there's kind of a sense in the public about that are you surprised it's come down along political lines because let's just face it it's it seemingly is governors of red states republicans are basically are saying this is too much of an overreach we need to reopen the government and i notice in you know you the 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 progressives the left they're very much of no stay locked down obey the governor uh if you you know you could die from this they still perpetuate this myth that if you get it, you die. The cautious stay inside definitely is on the Democrat progressive left. Absolutely. And I, I think it's it's not only unfortunate that they have chosen to almost and I think it is an intentional choice to frame this up as, you know, look at the irresponsible people. Yes. Who, you know, they want people to die. Um, and, and there, you know, the, the, again, there's this vigilantism, which you're seeing in every state. They had an incident in mass where the guy was, it was this odd incident and saying someone wasn't leaving enough room on the sidewalk. I mean, I think, you know, that's, it's very dangerous to be encouraging, uh, that, that kind of thing of like us versus them. And you want, you know, you're awful be, just because, you know, you're allowing, you know, your teenagers to kind of walk in a park. I just think that's it, it. It's not only awful. Again, it defies what we are now right. learned about the it's, health profile of of who is most at danger. Yes, it's uninformed, is what it is. It's very and right, and, yeah. and I think I've even seen uh, social distancing justice. If I, my God, which is absolutely in part of a headline in the New York Times, of you know, not a surprise. That's ridiculous. And and I don't think states should be encouraging other citizens to call these hotlines right. or take pictures of people. Terrible. We know this has been going on. Uh, I think it's cruel to teenagers. They've already had so much taken from them. Um, and, and look at, you know, all that's occurred and uh, by losing. And we get it. No one wanted this to happen. 
we get it that you had to sort of really distance people from each other. But again, I think as the warm weather takes hold, you know, in the country, um, that this idea that you're going to keep projecting and saying, you know, if you don't stay home, you're not saving lives. That is actually not going oh, to be proven correct. The saving lives thing is ridiculous. And not only that, right. I see these people posting a picture. Look at these people. And what do I see? I see a people group of people. Granted, there's a lot of them, but they're on a beach and they're all spread out. So, right. what, yes, there are a lot of people there, but there's big distance. Or they showed if someone posted a picture. These people just don't get it. And it was people at Central Park in New York. And the picture that I saw... There were maybe 50 people in it, but they were all far apart from each other. Which and they were lot, outside. And they were outside. So <laughs> in, I don't even understand where they're going with this. Let's touch on, though, um, the situation in Rhode Island with Governor Raimondo. What some people need to realize is a lot of these numbers, they're, they're different in every state. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. I, I yep. believe, and I've said all along, a lot of this stuff with the, the governor, it's about a control thing. Uh, Father Talion, who's a priest in Narragansett, made a very compelling short video message to the governor saying how unfair it is that in Rhode Island, no more than five people can go to a funeral. And the governor always insists you can't have more than five people. Uh, that's why no, the press can't cover her briefings and so forth. But in Connecticut, which has been hit worse than Rhode Island, yeah. 50 people can go to a funeral. In Massachusetts, one of the worst states in the country with the virus, 25 people can go to the funeral. He presented that to the governor's people and they turned him down. But the five is a made up number. Yeah. And, and that I thought that was so important that um, Father Talion stepped out like that. Yes. Uh, he is speaking for the pain of so many people. And, and so, you know, when you want to keep projecting and, and first of all, they, you know, on the one hand, they're trying to say this thing of, Oh, you're insensitive and save lives. And someone has lost their, usually their elderly parent. Yeah. And you just won't even allow that kind of proper grieving. And you're right. What, based on what? You know, that the, they pick out this number of five. And, and in all due respect to Dr. Scott, I think you have some pretty talented public health directors around the region, yes. by the way. I have said for a while, Half the time, I think they, never mind the CDC came on the ground, they should get some Massachusetts public health people who are, you know, pretty highly regarded and get them into Rhode Island and start taking a look at what they're doing and or what they're not doing. Um, I mean, they, you know, the idea that this five is just her end line on this is just, it, like you say, J.D., there's zero difference if you go 20 minutes over the borders so why is it that it can be 50 in Connecticut and 15 in Mass? And I think it, you're right. It's just now she, they dig their heels in and she doesn't want to budge off the number. Right. Um, and, there's probably, and there's really no medical science um, no. backdrop to that. So, and again, then, then it comes down to, well, I guess this is just all about your, you know, your power and you want to be like in charge yep. of all these intricate decisions it, it does it's insensitive um i think it's wrong and i think as we get into the warm months if there's one thing we know about rhode island you know people certainly don't like a lot of things about the way the state is run but they have the coastline and i think she's they're going to have to really give a little more context to all these kinds of things about if people are outside versus inside there has to be a difference you don't need a, to be a PhD epidemiologist, JD, to know that there is a difference out in fresh air. And, um, and yeah, so not only that, I, I also disagree. And I did ask Governor Raimondo uh, about this at the briefing uh, in the form that we do it. But so Block Island has five cases. Uh, Jamestown has eight cases, yet they're treated the same as Providence and Central Falls. Providence has 3,000 cases. Central Falls, one square mile is 500 cases. Why are you treating Block Island and Jamestown the same? Now, they'll say, Governor Raimondo said, well, Rhode Island's a small place and people can go everywhere. Boy, that really leads to the argument that the residents of the city of Providence, as an example, should be locked down like into a hotspot and not allowed to leave the city of Providence. But that's a great point. I mean, like, let's face it, that that's kind of the model of what they did with New York. Yes. Versus, as we know, New York State is a very large 
state, has a lot of rural pockets. Yep. You know, he really did. They locked down the city and they didn't want them all like they did originally fluttering out of Manhattan and you know, Brooklyn and, and all that stuff. But he certainly wasn't going to treat, you know, people who live up near um, all these other bigger cities and Buffalo and all that. that. That's a very different part of New York. It is. So, you know, I, 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 you do have to wonder that you're going to just, and by the way, again, it gets to the economic argument. I mean, what are you going to say that no one, like only, you know, can you go to an ice cream stand in Jamestown in July? I mean, I, and have this limit of how many people can stand there. I mean, yeah. Now let's touch on uh, as, and folks, again, uh, it's John DePietro with me is uh, my sibling, Donna Perry, one of my siblings. Um, the newspapers have been hit very hard in the Providence Journal this week. Two veteran people uh, that I know very well, and I know you know one of them very well, but one is Kevin McNamara, 30 years sports department, great writer. He was, because of the situation of the journal echo, and the other is someone 21 years with the editorial page, and Eddie Korn posted his final editorial and a very, very nice note to readers. You know, uh, and I just got around to last night i posted um a message uh on facebook on his page um and i i had the pleasure to i've personally known ed um and have just enormous respect for his talent and john i i just want to say i i don't know over the years if Rhode islanders uh i think they should have known how fortunate we were to have him for over two decades in that very important spot. And sometimes when you're talking about a regional newspaper, you don't always have maybe someone of his level um, of talent and his intelligence and his determination and his tenacity to stick with issues uh, and go at it fearlessly, which we know in Rhode Island <laughs> is not always easy to do or uh, very can be very complicated to do. You know, Ed, I think, J.D., over the years as he watched, you know, governors and legislators and that General Assembly, mayors, you go right down the list. But very importantly, I, I think he has to be noted for that he talked in an honest, straight and difficult way. And sometimes it was the ugly truth about the disproportionate power of the public sector unions yep. and how their power has shaped Rhode Island and often um, not to the benefit of the state. And I, I don't see how you can, you know, argue against that. I, I think among the many uh, values we got from Ed in that way, like I say, it's not easy to give the ugly truth about motivations, activities, uh, finances. Uh, and a lot of what he did with that part of it was he really uh, was able to shine a light on the public education system of the state and why some of that over influence uh, really came down to the minute details of how classrooms are governed and how it has brought kept Rhode Island back in that really important way that affects most families, you know, and I think that that was really groundbreaking by him to shine that light and say, you're not the public education system you should want to be. And here's a lot of the reasons why, you know, and I think that and, and by the way, a lot of his editorial writing has won awards and he was he was noted by his peers and nationally. Um, I often felt over the years he he kind of really projected uh, right from the page. He projected kind of the sense of outrage and disillusionment and, and really was fighting for the taxpayer. Yes. And I and I think that was actually also kind of groundbreaking to come from that page when you think of back maybe over the years there was a not that that wasn't trying to occur but you know a little more timid or maybe not so you know really getting right down to it and that's what great editorial writers can do they're not all equal uh and i think he just really gave us that um and and just super talented super tenacious uh, again, the environment to do that in a very tiny state can be very difficult, um, sometimes very personal. I think you know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Yes. So. 
you know, JD. So I think um, it's a loss. It is, it is a without tremendous question, a loss. loss. Yeah. But he's a great. I just want to say, people know he's now an accomplished author, yes. and we look forward to seeing his success that way. Folks, she is the uh, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It's Donna Perry, DJ. Great job. We'll talk to you again. Great to. Be- this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Civil Spring Street. Look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're right next door to AAA in Providence. And folks, they have outdone themselves introducing the chocolate-covered Trump donuts. Wait till you see them. They are delicious. They're pictures on Facebook page of the Trump chocolate-covered donuts. President Trump chocolate-covered donuts only in Rhode Island and only at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in. Listen, of course you're locked in the house, but that doesn't mean you can't get out and get some nice delicious food like sausage and peppers or eggplant. They have the best calzones, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones. They have pepperoni and cheese, Philly cheesesteak calzone, the chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, old-fashioned pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, cakes, and again, the Trump chocolate-covered donuts. They're waiting for you at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. Look for them on Facebook, and they're easy to get to. They're right off of Silver Spring Street, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, not far from Branch Avenue. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. Stop in today for some nice, fresh calzones or pastry Everything baked fresh, Ron and Melissa, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred. It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul S O L E, like the sole of your shoe. Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at four zero one seven twelve. 2700 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Soul Source Restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike Seepy of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Soul Source Restoration, what 
is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now. But the way I understand it, I've heard it, you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have. We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC-approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com this portion of the john DePietro show is brought to you by lawn doctor call today your best lawn ever guaranteed 401 392 1025 401 392-1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com what do they do well outdoor pest control annual program lawn care service they make great lawns happen lawn doctor at island your lawn care company love your lawn best lawn guaranteed call them today 401-392-1025 free uh, consultation and estimate 401 401- 392-1025 Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today, 401 392 1025. Lawn Doctor. 